Big Fluff. Bounty hunters. We don't need that scum. Yes, sir. Those rebels won't escape us. Sir, we have a priority signal from the Star Destroyer Avenger. Right. There will be a substantial reward for the one who finds the Millennium Falcon. You are free to use any methods necessary, but I want them alive. No disintegrations. As you wish. who seem to be made to suffer. It's their lot in life. Joel Murphy and Lars Pederwinkel. Hello again, I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And with me, Lars Periwinkle. Hello. What's up, Monty? What's up? Can I ask you a question real quick here at the top? So we had a set time to record the show. And, okay. and I was here and you weren't here yet. And that, that happens sometimes. It's happened, I think, on both ends. Sometimes around. Oh, so I texted you just to let you know I was yep. here. And you wrote back, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. Because you yeah, said, go ahead and read that verbatim. I'm nude. Give me 10 apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured I'd wait. A, a polite young man. <laughs> I just figured I'd wait till we were on the episode to clarify. Why were you nude at the time that we were supposed to be recording? Yeah. You know what? And th- this is, I make no excuses for myself. <laughs> I got, I got stuck in the shower. You know, does it ever become a, like a, a, like a time vortex for you? Yeah. yeah. Like it was just, it was hitting just right. Like the water was the perfect temperature. <laughs> I, I had you. like yeah, this yeah. really, like this really like grimy day. It was unusually um warm here in the mid-atlantic it was like a, a like a balmy 55 degrees which is a, a little too hot for me if i'm being honest and um and so i hopped in the shower and i had i had more than enough time to like shower and get dressed and then i would i would be here uh on time and not making you wait but man it just felt so good it was hidden and i got so, you okay yeah yeah I, oh man yeah. on all it was firing all cylinders and i i hopped out um and that was as i was um you know like toweling myself off um <laughs> everyone calm down <laughs> talking about me toweling myself off you also you, um, then you lost track of time again well <laughs> yeah 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 as i was feeling my button no um and i checked the phone i said oh my god like he is directly on time and has just texted me you know hello <laughs> What if I just hopped on the, on the <laughs> chat right now? <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah, that would have been funny. That would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just had to, I had to get dressed real quick. And I got this, um, we, uh, a few weeks ago, we got this, uh, we got an addition to the family, um, the second cat. Oh. And they, um, uh, this new cat and my old cat had, are getting along famously and they like to play. So they were hindering my every movement they like to follow me around and then wrestle each other 
in the exact spot where I need to get things. Mm -hmm. So they kind of slowed me down a little bit. That's cats. You're just, just you're describing cats. Like, yes, I'm just, yeah, what am I saying? I should have just said cats were, were in my way and yeah. everyone would know what the hell I was talking about. Uh, okay, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that. So I figured that was um, best done on the show. Yeah, yeah, that, that isn't like some pre-podcast ritual where I yeah. strip down and, and do some some like TM or something like that. That's what I, that's what I was picturing. I imagined it was like, um, <laughs> you know, the what was the, the Da Vinci Code? You're the villain in the Da Vinci Code, and you just strip down and you flog yourself. Right, before that's, you... exit. that's it. Yes, I am. I'm al 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 albino monk, <laughs> and I, I need to punish myself before I come on here and punish myself more. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, man. Guess what? So it's it's been a little while since we did our last show, uh, and in that time, we've we've gotten some uh, some voicemails. Oh, were people hitting us up? What's that phone number? I got it here somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should. Do you have it? Are you? You're just crinkling paper. You're okay. I no, no, it's, it's my notes here. You know, I keep meticulous notes. I don't know where the fuck I put it. Okay, so you want to give it? You got it. I don't know where the fuck it is. <laughs> no, our show sucks. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. The number is two one three seven seven zero seven two four one. Um, and you, we are accepting voicemails on any topic that you want to leave, except whether or not you're allowed to call fake chicken chicken. We've, we settled that one in the last show. According, according to, um, my, my text inbox that has not been settled in <laughs> any way, shape or form. Okay. But, but so yeah, so those Lars, if you want to, do you want to give out your personal number so they can continue? If people want to text you about that directly. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one nine hundred. <laughs> it is three ninety nine a minute. So, okay. Yep, three hundred and ninety nine. Play the thing. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Hello, Joel. Hello, Lars. Uh, good to call you guys and have you hear my voice. I just uh, wanted to uh, say that coming up. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way, and coming up this, uh, this, uh, next week is going to be, uh, Earned Supper. And, um, so I want to make sure that you have your kilts pressed and your haggis is on order. And, uh, also, I just wanted to, uh, just wanted to have a note here. Wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the Marvel TV shows. The Marvel TV shows. I think you guys should have a ranking list just like how you have for the for the movies. Guys, come on. What are you doing? Let's get a Marvel TV ranking list. And then the third thing I wanted to say was, uh, have you guys been watching this new Boba Fett show? Do you like it? Who's your favorite character? Because my, my favorite character on it is Deez. Deez Huts. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh christopher scarborough how i miss you i know and, right um, yeah that voicemail is like that that voicemail is funnier than like the last three shows we've done it <laughs> really is <laughs> it really is uh yes but no <laughs> which also to be clear burn supper already happened by the time we're recording this so <laughs> yes and i'll let you know look uh, uh christopher if you're listening um i actually i had plan to have um my parents over 
hadn't seen them in some time and I was like I, I was the, 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 I just I just went through the events in my head and they're all very boring but there we had a snowstorm come through the region and they couldn't make it but I will let you know that um while I didn't have enough time to get my hands on a haggis um Julia made some delicious delicious uh shepherd's pie um, couldn't get any mutton, but we did get some, uh, she got some ground lamb. They were delicious. And I made some scotch eggs and we had some, um, uh, a good friend of mine gave me a very old bottle. I think it's 21 years old of, uh, Glenn Levitt. And we each had a glass of that. And I recited a, um, a short, but sweet Burns poem. So we celebrated in our own little way and then we went and watched uh the royal rumble and i won a bunch of money <laughs> uh i do have to take issue with one thing you said there you said you couldn't get your hands on a haggis but i'm pretty sure that's why you were late today in the shower so. <laughs> god damn it yeah i do call it my haggis <laughs> uh, <laughs> they call it the rest of the world calls it a chode but i call it a haggis it's just it's thicker than it is long <laughs> But uh, two things also to respond. First of all, I love the Marvel TV show idea. We should put a pin in that and we should come back to that. I think that is 100%. a good idea. I wrote it down. I yeah. wrote it down. Also, I, man, Chris and everyone else, if you just want to tell us what to talk about, that that's really a weight off my shoulders. Oh, my God. <laughs> But uh, no, the other thing I was going to say is I was actually planning and we are going to get into since now it has ended. I do. We're going to talk about the Boba Fett show in a little bit. So you just hang tight yeah, on that yeah. one. Um, but yeah, no, that was that everything. Did I feel like I was forgetting something? Do we cover everything in the. Uh, oh, I was going to say I knew there was something else. The Rumble. Uh, you were texting me because we were both watching it. Yeah, you you entered a pool where you basically if the number thirty one. If if yep. the number thirty were to win the the thing, I realized it sounded like I was saying thirty one. That's confusing. But uh, <laughs> you won. It was it was a pool like your number, whatever number you got. It was a got. pool. It was yeah. yeah. It was basically you you um, pay ten bucks, reach into a hat, and pull out a number between one and thirty because the Royal Rumble is a you know a, a, a 30, 30 Well, in this case, it was, we only did it for the the men's Royal Rumble, a, a thirty man match. Um, your number wins and you win the pot and I won the pot. I knew I was going to win it a half an hour before the rumble started because yeah. it was like, this was a fucking like Monday night nitro storyline. Like so, so transparent yeah. what was going to happen at the rumble. Yeah. The rumble, which is historically my favorite event of the year. It's, it's such a great idea for a wrestling pay-per-view uh, the WWE has not been firing on all cylinders lately. This was not a very inspired uh, men's Royal Rumble. And it was very telegraphed. And you were texting me that you thought it was going to happen. And I, when it did happen that uh, Brock Lesnar came in at 30 and won, I was only happy for you. <laughs> like, yeah, that yeah you, won you, did, money. you did send me that. You said, I'm disappointed about everything except you won money. <laughs> yes. But because uh, I couldn't believe like and I have and I have to say it felt a little bit. <clears throat> It felt a little bit like the student becoming the master because I listened to you um, and, you know, uh, people of your ilk, like uh, your, your, uh, you know, our, our friends, Rick and Justin and um, really smart wrestling fans. I heard you guys talk and complain about this stuff for whatever, a few decades now. And so I started to see wrestling through a different lens and now I can see all the parts moving as well. And when you don't see the parts moving, it's 
more incredible. Fun. And when yeah. you do, it's very, very disappointing. Yeah. And it's um, it's funny because I feel like I'm at a point and it was funny because I I heard from both Justin and Rick uh, the weekend of the Rumble, you know, where we, we ended up texting each other. But uh, I feel like I got from them to like, we're all sort of getting to a point where we're, you know, the product has not been great. We're all sort of lapsed fans. But I, I really caught that in the Rumble of how little i pay attention these days that there were so many theme songs that hit that i was like i don't know because i remember that like 90s wwe you could have i could have done name that tune like every like the first three notes would hit and i'd know who's coming out now it's like (laughs) i'm waiting for like the name to be at the bottom of the screen and then i'm like oh yeah okay i've heard of that guy (laughs) Like, yeah. <laughs> like there even people that I know, I don't even know their current music, you know. Like I, so it's, Yeah, it's wild. It it really is. Um, you know, this is this is not your father's WWE. Yeah. But I, but, I have to I have to say though, like, so <clears throat> um um, when I told you what I thought was going to happen, you were like, God damn it. I think you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. Yeah. You it, were, um, yeah, you were ahead of it. And as soon as you said it, I was like, no, that's yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I remember sitting cause we used to, um, we used to go to, um, the Damons at the, uh, at the bottom of the holiday inn. Yeah. And on Monday nights, because which, you which could, for sure Damon's doesn't exist anymore. Right. Like it, I, you know what? I hope it does because there was nothing wrong with it other than it was way too fucking big. Yeah. But it was, um, it was, a, but it was night. It, it was, was sports nice. Bar. You had like yeah, like sports several restaurant. sporting yeah. events on the screen and yeah. you had some shitty food and some beers. Like who cares? And our friend Nathaniel um, worked there. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. That wasn't a footlocker uniform. He was, he was working at the Davis. Well, and hilariously, when we had our own backyard wrestling league that we've talked about before, his referee shirt was his work shirt for Damon. Yeah. It was, it was Damon's. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember one particular evening <clears throat> I was, um, we were just, you know, sitting there having wings and drinking beer and because they had a uh, raw and nitro on at the, you know, the same time. And, um, there was a title match happening on Monday Night Nitro, which now seems a, like a ridiculous thing to say. And um, uh, you guys were having a discussion, and it was just basically dismissive of, oh, the, no, there's a there's a there's a pay per view in two weeks. The strap is not changing hands. Uh, someone's going to come down and interrupt the match, and it'll be a disqualification. I'm going to say, you know, it's probably going to be Sting. And all those things happened within the next four minutes. Yeah. I'm like, what? how do you guys, how do you guys know this shit? Like, what, it, what, what, what's happening here? Like, I like, I like, I like this, this stuff since I was a little kid and I've seen none of this happening. Yeah, there and, was definitely, um, there, I think that was the thing too, where it's like, it's still in my mind. Survivor Series 1998 is probably the greatest pay-per-view experience I have because it was at the height of my smug i feel like i know everything that's going to happen in wrestling and they managed to completely uh-huh. uh catch me off guard like oh that's awesome that's yeah it awesome. was great it was a tournament pay-per-view uh where they were trying to crown a new champion and it just had it was uh, that's probably the most on i think they've ever been it survived someday i feel like we need to get to other stuff and I, we're not going to spend too long on wrestling but it's just like yeah there were multiple twists and turns that all worked like where they actually had a a good red herring that you thought was like, that was the thing they, they had the 
for people like me and uh, our friends that you're talking about, the thing we thought was going to happen, they had that as a red herring. And then a different thing was actually what was happening under the surface. So they had like a, you know, Man. a meta fake out. Th- those sorts of themes, th- that seems so antiquated now. That shit doesn't it's, really happen anymore. It doesn't feel like the same amount of love and energy <laughs> goes yeah. into it. And, and like I said, the rumble is such a, like, I edit when it's good. It, I mean, even when it's bad, it's still super watchable because someone's coming down to the ring like every 60 seconds. Yep. But, uh, yep. It's when it's done well and you have like all these little mini stories and arcs and like that was the biggest thing. I feel like even the the layup stuff, I mean, you knew it was bad because Kofi Kingston missed his spot, which is usually the most fun thing where he actually messed up like and God bless him. I mean, that dude has done that for over a decade of like done crazy stuff where he walks on his hands or whatever to not touch his feet to the ground. And it finally caught up with him that his feet hit the ground and he got eliminated. But like, um, that didn't work. The Johnny Knoxville thing was nothing like all this stuff that seemed like it should have been nothing. fun. Wasn't yeah. wasn't fun this year. So um, Julia, my wife, Julia, also um, was playing in this pool that are our, at our local watering hole. And she pulled the number 23, which um, uh, you look, you, you, you're optimistic when you pull the number. But when you see what's happening on the screen, not so much. But number 23 was Rey Mysterio. And she's like, awesome. I love Rey Mysterio. And also, he's a really good wrestler. And I say, yes, he's also he's also so old and he's there's, not winning this. Yeah, first like, of all, he, just, that's a no, yeah. there's a 0% chance. Yeah. Yeah. One, he's already won a Royal Rumble <laughs> like years and yeah. years ago when he wasn't so old. And to, yeah. Well, I think that's a funny thing too. Like, I think historically, and I don't, you know, I'd have to, but I, I feel like if you were doing it, the numbers you would want to see are like one or two because they love that storyline of like someone who right. starts the match. Uh, the best one ever being Shawn Michaels when he got number one and then mm-hmm. won it all. But uh, uh, the one or two is good, or I feel like anything 27, 28, 29, 30 is usually pretty strong because. They like to, you know, whoever's going to be the winner, they want to, they don't want them it, like they either want the storyline to be that they lasted the whole match or they want them to show up pretty late, you know, usually. Sure. Yeah, I feel yeah, like there's yeah, not yeah. a lot of, yeah. I like historically, I don't know if like a 15 has ever won. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Those, <clears throat> those guys in the middle are really just to like keep the crowd hyped up because yeah. you got to, you've had a bunch of guys come down. It's like, let, let's throw a big name out there. Like here comes. You know, um, you know, the the lights dim a little bit and you hear bam, bam. And everyone's like, oh, bam, bam's coming. And the, the, the crowd gets hyped up again, you know. Yeah. And usually somewhere around there, you want like the guy who for a while this was Kane or, you know, earlier it was Andre the Giant or whoever, like the big show, whoever your big guy is. Uh, yeah. You you want to somewhere in the middle oh. have the ring crowded and then that guy throws right. out like five or six people. They, they thin yeah. the herd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need that guy yeah. somewhere, which didn't exist this year. So I don't know. Anyway. Nope. Nope. That's nope. enough. That's enough. That Like I said, we have two calls. So we're going to, we're going to go to this other call. Oh, and then we're going to talk about the Mandalorian. So I'm, we're still on it. Uh, that the, the specific Mandalorian Boba Fett. Oh, yeah, well, we'll get to that. Okay. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I, that was like a Freudian slip, but also uh fitting for how I feel about that show. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Hi guys, I was just giving you a call, trying to get some advice. I have two very small, 
little toddler children. I was kind of wondering what kind of advice you would have for entertainment for toddlers. If you were to say what kind of movies or shows that you would show these kids that were kind of uh, age-appropriate that um, you think would be really good for them to watch or maybe even as they're growing up that uh, I'd like to hear that. Uh, so if you get a chance, you know, maybe uh, discuss it a little bit and, and get back to me. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Grave of the Fireflies. What was it? Oh, oh, the, um, yeah, the Miyazaki, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. That's a good one to show them. No, no, don't do that, Greg. <laughs> Our friend, my, my oldest friend, my oldest uh, friend, Gregory. By the way, he- Known that, known that guy for 30, hold on, <laughs> 30, fuck, no, 33 <laughs> years, 33 Six. years? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. But Jesus. By the way, since you mentioned that, uh, and Greg, I think would appreciate this, uh, for my birthday, which just happened, uh, Molly and I actually went to the Academy Museum and they actually have mm -hmm. one of the exhibits that they're doing right now is an entire, um, it's Miyazaki, right? Am I saying that right? Like the, um, I've always said Miyazaki, but I've, I've, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard it, um, but, uh, loud. but yeah, I it think was it's Miyazaki. But it was all him and uh, like, you know, like a whole Studio Ghibli, like all like they had a lot of artwork. It was funny, like it, like the whole thing was cool, but it was hilarious to Molly looking at everything. All of the like backgrounds that they used in the, the various films, the little cards under them would say like, uh, you know, painted on whatever paper with poster paint. And Molly was like, what? Like, how the fuck did they use poster paint? And get this level of detail because the backgrounds are all, you know, very like beautiful and lovingly crafted, you know, and they used poster paint to get that detail. Not not like oil paint or something, you know, more <clears throat> like painterly. They used poster paint. <laughs> Whoa. Quit throwing all these goddamn art words at me, man. I can't keep up. This ain't yeah. my world. Yeah. Well, that was all. I mean, again, my, my wife who went to art school was fired up. But uh, but I, I do, if you're in LA, I recommend checking out. It's a special exhibit they're doing, but they have so much original artwork and cool stuff and like different rooms that have effects from the movies and stuff. It, it's a very cool exhibit that is That sounds awesome. I would yeah. love to see that. Yeah. Did they, oh. um, did they have like a, uh, um, uh, like a, like a, like a demo you could play of Elden Ring? Because <laughs> that would be awesome. I, I really want to play Elden Ring. No, that would be cool though. Uh, but uh, but yeah, lots of uh, you know, lots of clips from movies, lots of artwork, lots of little uh, like you know, sculptings and you know, like little figures and stuff. It's it's neat. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, that's right. awesome. But uh, I think the answer, and I think Lars, you would agree with me. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think that. Yeah. I don't think that's appropriate. Well, he's oh. got toddler kids. He has twin. He has twin, twin toddlers. What do they want to watch? I mean, they're I, not going to, they have no attention span, Greg. Yeah. Well, I you can't make them watch anything. I have a real, I actually do have a real answer uh, for this. Huh. I absolutely adore the show on Netflix city of ghosts that was made by Elizabeth Ito, who worked for adventure time. Um, it is very appropriate for kids. Like it's the most soothing television show I've ever seen. It's one of those ones that has kids doing kid voices but basically they're like 
kid ghost squad and they're going around LA, but like, it's, I oh, just you wanna... told me about this. You told me about this. Yeah. And to be clear, the ghosts are in it, but they're not, it, nothing about it is scary. It is the most like just serotonin and in, in like creating happy light show, but it, it's like, yeah, it's just these kids and they're going around and they're like meeting different people and they're telling stories about, it's very LA specific. So I will give that caveat, but it's. They should have one for every city everywhere. It's a cool like way for kids to like learn about the, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a good like history of America show because they get into like uh, the history of the people that live in the different parts of L.A. It's a great show and I highly recommend it. And if, so, of course, Netflix canceled it after like six episodes, but it's wonderful and great for kids. Right on. Also, remember, um, uh, Mr. Rogers was on TV for 40 years and that shit is evergreen. Yeah, Mr. Roger. That's the other thing, too. Yeah, if you want to go evergreen, the Muppets, always the Muppets. So, yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, the, the Muppets that are out in the world are the ones that specifically live in that barrio in, in Manhattan. Um, yep. And then yep. uh, nothing <laughs> yes. wrong with Mr. Rogers. Yeah, they're still. Yeah, uh, HBO is still cranking out new new Sesame Streets. So, you know. Yeah, totally. Totally. I like I really fuck. Fuck, Greg, put on some goddamn SpongeBob. That shit's yeah. hilarious. Yes. Yeah. I think that's my biggest advice. Find something that you want to watch. <laughs> like that that gets, That's what I'm saying. That's kid appropriate. But no, also there's a really good uh I mean your kids wouldn't be into this, but if anyone loves Sesame Street, there's a really good I think it's called Street Gang. There's a good HBO Max documentary about the creation of Sesame Street that I really enjoyed. Oh no shit. Right on. Yeah, and you get to, the best part, this is what I love about it. I mean, the whole thing is great. It tells the whole story and everything. But they have some like behind the scenes footage and there's one part where it's uh, Jim Henson and Frank Oz who are voice, you know, they're, they're Bert and Ernie. And you can see the shot, you can see the puppets and you can see them below and they're doing the scene and Frank Oz messes something up. And what's what I love about it is so it's an outtake, but Ernie ends up making fun of Bert for botching the line. So it's not like Jim Henson does not make fun of Frank Oz, like in character, like with still doing the hand and the voice, mm -hmm. he makes fun of Bert for flubbing the scene. And I'm like, that's the kind of stuff that commit, like, that's how in it, I think, like, I don't even think he did it to be funny or whatever. I think he literally was so into being Ernie that he just Ernie reacted. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, uh, that is outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's fun. But yeah, any of the um yeah, Muppets or uh or Adventure Time too. I mean, Elizabeth Eda, like I said, she did City of a Ghost, but Adventure Time is also a really good kid show. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And and also I I recently tried to watch um Akira without Greg and it wasn't the same. I actually turned it off. I'm I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for you, buddy. I need to rewatch Akira. <laughs> Didn't they? Did they make that live action one, or they were making a live action one? Isn't that a thing? I that think happened? they were. I think colossal waste of time. If you right, ask me, yeah, the live I action. Yeah, I don't that that trend. I wish would go away. Yes, yes. I I guess when I think every time you go to the gold mine, you come out with bags of gold. You just keep going. So <laughs> there's no uh, there's no stopping them from from making these from making these movies. I just I don't get it. Three yeah. times, three separate times, I tried to watch that Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, but it's, it's not as good as the other one. 
Yeah. But it's so much more expensive. Why did you do this? Well, also, the ones that kill me, too, are Lion King, where they're like, live action Lion King. There's not a human no. actor in this. It's... Not one. Not a one. It's you. So, you paid John Favreau to film the Savannah, and then, like, a bunch of underpaid and overworked CGI people, like, made your movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know i saw <laughs> i was um i was scrolling through the uh scrolling through the gram you know as the kids say that's what they say right scrolling through the gram sure and <laughs> um one of the movie pages had someone they did some conceptual art of um they were drawings uh very good drawings of like human representations of characters from different disney movies and they they really leaned into the lion king characters i think they had more representation of characters from that movie than any other movie and um uh <laughs> it was funny because because a lot of them not a hundred percent of them but a lot of those characters were um were drawn and represented as uh white people and so i thought well that's that's weird yes. that's weird yeah and so i just like i went to the comments because there weren't very many and i thought i just want to make sure someone said something not because you know i'm not like saying i hope someone called this person a racist in a very um very unforgiving way it was just I just wanted to make sure someone did say something and everyone said exactly what I was thinking of. If, the, if, if anything is true, if anything is obvious, it's that all of these characters are African. Yes. Yeah. So what, like, what are you, what are you doing, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, just like you, you really missed the boat on that one. And like, no, um, no nuclear vitriol at all, because I think everyone was giggling. Like I was like, Oh, you just, fucking missed it what's wrong with you yeah yeah which is like the only thing that is nice about the new stuff is it gives a chance to fix that casting so it's like now it's going to be sure. chidwell Ejiofor, and it's going to be donald glover and it's like that's really good on that side but then i don't know just make a make a like pixar style remake or something if you're gonna don't do it but if you're gonna do it do it like just do it like it's Toy Story. They won't ever stop. They won't ever stop. Now now we have to have an, another fucking Pinocchio movie. Stop making Pinocchio movies. No one wants them. They're, none of them are good. Like, they're weird. They're all weird. Don't make any more versions of that story, please. I also, man, at some point, you know, like, in case any studio executives are listening, you know that, like, you can't just reboot everything because at some point you run out of stuff. And at some point... I don't know if you've seen it, but we should talk about that Ghostbusters movie because that movie upset me. The no kidding. The Ghostbusters Afterlife. Have you seen it? Yeah. No, no. I was. Um. I. I have been meaning to, but we were talking before the show. Like I got shit going on, but I've been yeah. meaning to. Yeah. I'll. I'll save it for another day. But I watched it, and I. It's just like, man, like it. It, I've heard, I just gotta say, before you say what you're gonna say, I've heard nothing but good things. So this is a fresh take for me. I hated it. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. And like, God and I, damn. And I didn't, I didn't start hating it. Like, at first, I was like, okay, this is fine. But it's like, you know why? And I think maybe, I don't know if you'll hate it or not. Like, it, 
it's it's very fan servicey without understanding why Ghostbusters is cool. Like and Ghostbusters, okay. you know, and you and I are the right age for it. It's a movie that I think we've even talked about this before. It felt like you were getting away with something when you watched it. Like if it, it felt scandalous that you were allowed. They oh, smoked. I see. I they see. smoked. Dan Aykroyd got a blowjob from that one ghost. You know, like they it, it right. was like they were sweaty. Like Peter Venkman, like, you know, felt dangerous. <laughs> like they a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's he, just was the, a, he was the hero, but he was sarcastic and mean. But it's like. I think I don't I personally don't like the this new style. And I think The Force Awakens was, if not the first to do it, the the guiltiest offender. But it's this current generation of reboots where all the characters just have this like reverence for the source material where it's like, you know, oh, my, that's a proton pack. Oh, that's Ecto one. Oh, my God. And it's like, I think that's not that doesn't fit in the world of that's how we feel. Like, that's the thing. The movie feels how the fans feel about Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. but that's not how a Ghostbusters movie should feel. Mm-hmm. They, okay, fair enough. I mean, literally, by Ghostbusters 2, they were doing children's parties because they no, they saved the city and no one respected them. <laughs> or like, you know, like, it's just, it felt weird. I don't know. The whole thing felt weird. And I really hate the end, but I don't want to spoil the end, but I hated it. Okay. So. Okay. 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 Just want it's, that on the uh, record. Hell of an endorsement. Yeah. I just, we need to make new stuff. Look, I, man, I got a text the other day from someone asking me if I was excited about the new Batman, and I had to be like, no, not at all. Yeah. Nah. I'm more excited nah. about that. I got it. I, <clears throat> I got to say about that Batman, I don't know. Um, okay, you're doing the Riddler, and it's gritty, but you know what was really scary about the Riddler was, like, he was wearing tight green clothes with question marks all over it. That shit freaked me out. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Matthew Lesko, except a killer. So like Matthew Lesko. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, yeah. why aren't you getting a grant? You're all idiots for not getting grants. <laughs> I like, it feels weird because like, I, I understand how someone's brain could go. I want to do this movie. Riddler. Like, The Riddler is the Zodiac killer. Like, I understand that seems like the pitch to me. And I I get that conceptually, Mm. but like, that's not the Riddler. Like, the Riddler is a weird nerd. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But we we haven't seen the movie. I'm just basing it off of what I've seen from, like, how the characters look. It's just... um, Look, I'll be there. I I can see how that's disturbing. But for me, the disturbing part of the Riddler is, like... He was, like you said, this this weird, crazy nerd who wore this these really flamboyant outfits. It's yes. just like, well, oh God, what the fuck is that guy going to do? That's weird. Yeah, like he just, what felt scary about him, like, you know who would be a great Riddler is like Ben Schwartz. <laughs> like, it just should be someone. <laughs> ben Schwartz would be good. <laughs> because the thing is, the Riddler's annoying as shit, but like he's smart, so you have to put up with him. Like I feel like that's what's scary about him is that like he's smart enough to like not be dead in Gotham while being yeah, this exactly. ridiculous. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be Ben Schwartz wearing like a like a three thousand dollar suit and being smarter than you and very loud, and then all of a sudden, you know. Oh, God, the Riddler's beatboxing, but we have to listen because the clues are in there to get us out of this trap. 
Honestly, yeah, if you want to, like, modernize it, make Batman have to go on TikTok to find the clues, <laughs> and he's so mad oh, about man. it. We're on to something. We're totally on to something here. Yeah, it's just all all of the Riddler's clues are auto-tuned TikTok videos. <laughs> and that's the real thing is Batman is furious. Like, it's him and Alfred <laughs> trying to figure out how to navigate the app. Uh, all right. Oh, man. But we should talk about uh, the, the Book of Boba Fett. But so. then the the doctor the doctor looks down and says I can't operate because this kid is my son. <laughs> It'd be great. Look, man, how Kaz- is that possible? Amen. Kaz- <laughs> <laughs> I I look. I'm gonna watch this movie regardless because I watch all the Batman's. But I'd be so much more excited if Ben Schwartz was auto tuned TikTok Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right i'm in but yeah we we should talk about um the the book of boba fett which we haven't talked about yet on this show and it's now been officially requested by christopher scarborough so and it's wrapped up so yeah yeah it's all wrapped up i think we weren't talking about it because um I can say, at least from my perspective, I wasn't really saying much because I kept thinking, well, where the fuck is this going? Yes. I was enjoying every minute, but I really couldn't figure out where this was going or what it was or what it would become. I just knew that I liked it. Well, yeah, let me, uh, maybe this is a place to start. So I, this is my theory and tell me what you think. Having now watched the whole thing, you and I talked a lot. We talked a lot about the first season of The Mandalorian, which was great. And when we talked about Disney being so unaware, they were so focused on Rise of Skywalker that they didn't even make Baby Yoda toys. And then, right. So then they did season two. And by season two, it was clear Rise of Skywalker had failed. Now this show needed to be everything for Disney. And so all of a sudden, there's a lot of, uh, you know, sort of using the show to bring back Boba Fett, to introduce new characters, to possibly set up all these spinoff shows. Watching the book of Boba Fett, and which was written by John Favreau, uh, Dave Filoni was involved. Like they, it's the same creative team, and it's a lot of the same directors as Robert Rodriguez and Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like to me that the, they had to make this show because Disney made them, and I feel like their heart wasn't in it. <laughs> you think they they could like. Because, so I'll say this, I think it got better when it just became Mandalorian season 2.5. When they just, it seemed like about halfway through the season, they gave up on Boba Fett and just started making, like, they just brought back the Mandalorian. They, you know, gave us what we all really wanted next, which was uh, Mando, you know, what happened? Like, we ended the Mandalorian season two on this great moment of Luke Skywalker showing up. What's going to happen with him and and Grogu? Like, you know, what's next? And we got all that. And that was the most, like, emotionally fulfilling stuff. I just... Look, I'm on the record. I've never really gotten Boba Fett. I know people love him. I've never had that emotional attachment. But I... And I like the actor who plays him. Uh, was it Tamara Morrison? 
Zen. There you go. I, yep. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. I've been saying Tumera all yeah. these years, but I, I actually don't know. I like all of these names I'm not sure of. I like that we have we were all tomato tomato in them. So, uh, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I think he's a uh, Samoan um, and I don't I don't know exactly phonetically how to say it, how to say it, it might be Temuera. It's a yeah. beautiful it's a beautiful yeah. name. I just don't know how to say it. But uh, but I, I really like him and, and I like his work as, you know, mostly of Django Fett, honestly, because he didn't play Boba Fett in the original movie. But like the stuff he's done, I've really enjoyed. I, but the character of Boba Fett, I don't know. Like, I to me, he's always been the guy with cool armor who had a Mr. Magoo death in the right. You know, the Return of the right. Jedi. You say like, Mr. Magoo, I I say Three Stooges. But yeah, look, I've been on the record as saying, <clears throat> not only do I have no attachment to him, I think he's fucking lame. I think he's yeah. overrated. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't get like people are attached to this character. Like, fucking why? Because he looks cool. I mean, yeah, he does look cool. But he's not even a good bounty hunter. He just followed Solo to Bespin and then ratted on him to the Empire instead of actually trying to catch him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And literally, like, Darth Vader does all the work of catching on Solo. (laughs) Like, Uh, Absolutely. He's frozen. By the time Boba Fett gets his hand on Solo, he is frozen in carbonite and he just throws him on the ship. The yeah. ship who has a name which they don't say anymore. Did you notice that? They don't oh, say yeah. the name of that ship anymore. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, right. So, I mean, I think that he was always cool armor and George Lucas was really good at selling toys. And like, is because I don't even think is the maybe it is. I'm like, it is the yeah, I think it is said in Return of the Jedi. I was trying to remember the name Boba Fett is even said in any of the original yep. trilogy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Boba Fett. Boba yeah. Fett. Where? <laughs> and then Boba Fett dies. Yep. And it, it was great. Look, that was, should have been his legacy. <laughs> but also, if you're going to make a series, here's my pitch. If if they had asked me to make a Boba Fett series, it would have just been that nobody respected him anymore. <laughs> because to, weren't you that guy who cartoonishly died like because you slipped on a banana we, peel and fell down a stall? <clears throat> we've all heard the stories. There was... Um... <laughs> There was a blind Karelian who accidentally turned around and put you in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, like confirmer for confirmer deny. Yeah, every scene in the book of Boba Fett should be him walking into a like a cantina in Tatooine, and everyone's like they're laughing already, and then they're like, "Oh no, no, that's him, that's him! You got to stop!" Like that should be every. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, here comes this asshole. <laughs> but like, yeah, I I didn't get it, and then. I just didn't understand. Like, what are we doing? I like everyone involved in the show. I like Ming-Na Wen. I mean, you brought back Timothy Oliphant's, what is it, Cobb Vance. You know, you brought him back. Uh, all of these people that I like. But, like, what are we doing? What was the show? Like, what what was even happening? And why was it happening? Um, well... I really, I really liked it. I liked every moment. I think what was happening for me, um, anyways, was I was watching one of, um, I was watching one of my, my omnibus. Like I've read so many of these um, uh, serial Star Wars story books, and I really felt like that's what I was watching. You were just kind of being swept into it and following character to character like 
um, you know, your main character encounters someone else. And when they part, you follow the new guy for a while. And then, and then you watch him in conflict with someone. And then you follow that story for a while. Um, Why? I, I really enjoyed it to your point though. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're wrong. I see where you, where you got the Mandalorian two and a half. Well, I'm just, I to, think just to, they just may to, have been making lemons out of lemonade. You know what well, I mean? Well, right. So, sorry. So I, I kind of, I realized I phrased that question vaguely, but I'm literally asking specifically, <laughs> what is the pitch of this show? Like what, what is Boba Fett doing <laughs> and why? What is Boba Fett do? Well, what do you, I mean, you watched the show, didn't you? No, but I'm saying like, okay, so this is what we know about Boba Fett going into this. He's a mediocre, lazy bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> who, who lucked into finding Han Solo and then was handed him by. Oh, I see. I see. And then you, he did, did, he did. Did you watch the Clone Wars? I, some of them. I, I didn't finish it. I've watched like probably half of the series. I, I like it, but it's it's I I find that I watch it for a while and then I'm like, I'm going to take a break from this and then I'll, I'll come back to it at some point. <laughs> like, but uh, I see. Well, it like I think. Maybe that would have I think they developed it pretty well, but I'm doing it from the mind of like just having just having more information about this character. So it's hard for me to remove myself from but, that. But I'm saying so like but, what but did Oh imagine well I'm answering your question. Okay. Imagine yeah, yeah. imagine, you know <sighs> Imagine someone um re rec recovering emotionally from something be it be it an, an addiction or a loss or or something like that that's kind of how i saw this character evolving um look with he was he was raised by you know his father which is actually just a clone but raised by his father to be a, a real son of a bitch uh until he watched his father get decapitated by a jedi and from then on he was just sent into a spiral he was he was living this life <clears throat> um uh, not really a life of his choosing, but like the only life he knows. And he was, he was just doing shitty things and shitty things were happening to him for a long time. And that resulted in him waking up being actively digested by a desert monster. And he gets, he gets out of there barely able to survive. And he's, he's saved by, um, creatures that he thought were just mindless savages. And that's where, you know, that's kind of where we see this story begin. And I thought it was fascinating. Watch him evolve from just a, um, you know, a, a, someone who uses um, crime and deceit to get their way in life to even at their, you know, being an older person saying, I think, I think I want to, now, um, I think I now I, I want justice for people. I think I want to hurt bad guys in the name of making things better for good people. I know how to kill. How can I use that skill in order to make sure that people can live peacefully who haven't necessarily got the chance to live peacefully? That's kind of that's kind of where I saw his character arc begin. Okay. All right. I mean, I I guess like I I think it's just like for me, I didn't really understand why he wanted to take over for Job of the Hot. Like I I got everything everything you're saying, and I did really like the stuff 
uh, with him, like, and the, the Raiders, like the, you know, like that stuff I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed, you know, and I, I will say to man, if I can just give a note to writers in 2022, you can do linear storytelling. I know that this is like, we're making this <laughs> after the Mandalorian. You could, we don't need him in the, like the, the sauna though. I know that there's a name for it and you're going to tell me whatever that is, but like, we don't need him in his scuba suit remembering everything you could just start in the sarlacc pit like Patton oswald predicted um yeah have have him yep. get out and just follow that storyline like i think it honestly would have been more effective because they ended up doing that thing where they were cutting back and forth and i found myself liking the flashbacks more and not really yeah. getting the present day and stuff. i think and yeah. i think they knew that too because i don't think i think they wanted to um i don't think they wanted to show you his his past with the Tuscan Raiders, which is fantastic, um, and then show you a little bit of how he is now, because as he's trying to consolidate power, it's a lot of having conversations with people in rooms, and that is kind of boring. So they didn't want to say, "Here's the cool shit." Now you got to got to sit through a bunch of kind of boring stuff, and then shit will be cool later. So they're like. We'll give you a little bit of the boring stuff, then you get to see a bunch of cool stuff, and then a little bit of boring stuff, and then a bunch of cool stuff. Because I'm with you. I usually like, I usually prefer linear storytelling, and I think nonlinear can be kind of cheap. But in this particular situation, I think they were kind of making a sandwich. Yeah, like, here's the good stuff in the middle, but you still have to have the bread. But I think it just kind of made part of every episode kind of boring, (laughs) instead of like, I, my (laughs) guess is... If you had done that, you would have had like a complete boring episode where well, he's just walking from place to place and talking to people. Well, first of all, make that episode not boring. That's your job as a television maker. <laughs> but well, you, like, you need to you need to fill in the story. But, Everything but, can't be fun. Sometimes you but, just need to have a conversation. Look, the show Parks and Recreation got however many seasons out of the like bureaucracy of local government so you you can do it you can make it interesting <laughs> like yeah i would watch okay. boba fett be leslie nope you know like i mean me too but i don't think that's what this show was aiming for i really saw i saw them going in between um like making a john ford movie and making a sergio leone movie like these were the two western genres that they were dealing with and i think they moved back and forth between them in a very beautiful way it wasn't it wasn't a cut between the two it was a it was a it was a fade in between them it was it was it was fluid i you know i think Um, that's that's just what i saw yeah i just i i guess what i'm really trying to get at is i for me i wish I emotionally connected to Boba Fett's journey more. I didn't really care about what he was doing in the present day, you know, like in trying to, cause again, he wants to take over for Jabba, but he wants to do it differently. And it's, it's like, I kind of was like, I don't know why this is why you like, why this is the thing and why we're, I don't know. I, so, I see what you mean. Yeah. Look, I didn't connect with him emotionally either. And I don't think that was the intent. You know, I, um, if, if we're comparing it to other things of the the same ilk, I didn't connect with with Don Corleone either. You know, I think that's I, a cool character okay, who but, had emotion, but I didn't connect with him emotionally at all. And he was doing the same thing, which was trying to consolidate power. But he did it in really exciting ways where guys got choked out and shot and killed at toll booths and stuff. So, like... I just mean well, that, like that also happened in the Mandalorian. There were street fights. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. I do look. I, we don't like. I, we're we're not seeing eye to eye on the middle part. But I think maybe we can we can come back together because we're going to run out of time. Uh, I, what okay. if I tell you the things that I liked about it? Uh, do you want to know okay. the things I liked about it? So I want to hear uh, the things. Okay. So obviously, so he uh, like the Mandalor Mando showing up was great. I, I like all the stuff with him. I like the little chain mail that he made for Baby Yoda. I like it was gorgeous. It yeah. looked like me thrill. I liked that. I liked. Oh, I want to layer down on nerd. I want to oh. layer down. <laughs> Bring um, me back up. I thought Luke looked even better this time. They, the CGI Luke is is even better. His voice is still I, I weird. Think, I think he did too. The voice is a little weird. I thought he looked great, and I also yeah. think they did that great balance of not always showing his face because yes. it like yeah. yeah there there is an uncanny valley thing going on, but I don't even care. We're watching yeah. new Luke Skywalker, right. so I don't give a fuck. Yeah, so I I liked the Luke stuff a lot, um, and new R two. Yeah, I couldn't. I I love. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, what I was gonna say, and this ties into R two of uh when. The 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 happiest so the two happiest things that I the happiest moments that I had in the finale were when um the X Wing lands and we follow my favorite character uh in these shows, which is uh the mechanic played by Amy Sedaris, who's amazing. Yes. <laughs> uh but yes. she Pelmato. Pel yes. She uh like her like looking in the cockpit, it opens up, we see R2, and then we see <laughs> Little Grogu chilling in the cockpit. Adorable. Uh -huh. And then at the end, the walk that that little baby Yoda did in it's like really to funny. your point of like the Western, he's he's coming out for uh -huh. the showdown and he did the biggest like, like I actually paused it. Molly was not watching at all. And I paused it so that Molly could come into the room and watch baby Yoda just like. With the biggest like, sauntering out there, saunter yeah. <laughs> like into the streets. A plus. Like, look, I'll gladly watch everything else to watch Baby Yoda like do a high noon showdown. Like, where? <laughs> uh -huh. Fantastic. Like, also, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> it was great. I think I think they also use this as a as a way to move the Mandalorian storyline along without having to waste time doing it um, in the next season, which I hope is still happening. I'm so sure like it, it was, yeah. you know, we don't have to spend an episode um, uh, showing, showing him being trained and then having to make a choice and all these things. It's just, we can use the book of Boba Fett to get these two back together because they desperately need each other. And now they're going on ventures again. So when we find them again, oh, it's just them going on adventures. I think it's great. Ahsoka yeah. Tone was talking to Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I was losing my fucking About shit. his dad. I never thought I'd she, see it. She About said, his dad. Yeah. No, that was that really was wild to me when she like mentioned his father to him. And she's uh -huh. getting her own show. So entirely possible there will be more conversations. Between the two of them. Um, by the way, the other... So, I gotta get my other two things that I really loved. Do it. The the two huts on that uh -huh. platform being yep. carried around yep. like they are hedonism bot. <laughs> and Jambi is, like, fetching their oil. or <laughs> Like, no notes. The, I, I loved them oh, so man, much. They, they destroyed it. They destroyed that scene. I loved it so much. Yeah, Those the huts were, were so it good. Me, it also made me think... For the first time, I had never thought about it before, but for the first time, I thought, 
why is anyone intimidated by these big fat lazy slugs? <laughs> like what are what are they gonna do? You know what I mean? Honestly, if you run up and and like kick them in the face and run away, what are they gonna do? That's the thing. As long as like their guards aren't taking you out, you can easily <laughs> look. I know no one out pizzas the hut, but you can outrun the hut. <laughs> <laughs> like you can for okay. sure outrun them. <clears throat> oh. So no um no mention well i said it wasn't on your list oh, i got one, one more thing. i got one more go ahead cad motherfucking bane yeah cad bane, cad bane. perfect live action i saw him for like they showed the silhouette for a oh, split yeah. second and i jumped and yeah. julia said what and i said i know that hat yes i can't believe they're actually doing this but no. only one person wears that hat. Yeah. Well, and again, like I said, I'm like halfway through the Clone Wars, so I didn't finish them, but I've, I've seen enough Cat Bane that, uh, no. And it, it seems like, I think it is the same voice actor. Like, it's the same, same voice. Same voice actor. And yeah. do yourself a favor. Like, his name is Corey Burton. He's a very talented man. Um, look, find a picture of this man and then realize that he can sound like that. It's <laughs> yes. incredible. And I'm not yeah. like uh, Mr. Corey Burton. I'm, I'm not, you're a, you're a very handsome gentleman. It's just that I wouldn't call you what other people would call intimidating. Well, it's um, just, you look, you just look like a very nice man. And Cad, uh, Cad Bane is frightening in every way possible. Yes. Yeah. And like, yeah, that voice sounds like it should come out of Cad Bane. So that's the thing. You're like, just, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, it was, I don't know how you had it. Like, it was really interesting seeing him in live action because it, it definitely like made sense with the Clone Wars version, but like somehow the, in, the increased like detail of like his mouth and his eyes and it, like, I really love the character design. Like, I bought in live it, action. I bought it a hundred percent. Like, yeah. I didn't doubt that face for one moment. Yeah, no, it was really great. Also, like, you're, you agree with me, right? I mean, his name is Cad Bane. Like, the starting point for that was Bane from the 90s comics, right? Like, from Batman. <laughs> like, I mean, probably. The tubes are going in. I think it's a, yeah. I think it's an amalgam of, um, of Bane and Lee Van Cleef. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that's what we're going for there. Yeah, but it's uh, like, because the, the face looks like Kane, uh, Bane, ah, Bane's, uh, Bane's uh -huh. mask, and then it's the tubes, but yeah, everything else is, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think the tubes yeah. could double for Lee Van Cleef's mustache, and he yes. kind of has that attitude and the physique. That's, that's what's up. Yeah. Um, uh yeah, I can't, like, I can't, I, I'm not, like, I have nothing to list, really. I think, thought it was all great. Um, uh, uh, Black Kersenton is really good. That's a very scary uh, Wookiee. I kept waiting for him uh, to die, and it was bumming me out. Yeah, um, I really thought I thought he was done. Character. Yeah, I thought they yeah. were going to take him out. Yeah. Oh, I think um, Matt Berry as AD8. Uh, that's a f that's a fun protocol droid. I can get down with that. He's just yeah. flat and bothersome. The voice is great. He is a great voice for for that. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, he really does. And I, the, which, you know, side thing, I love now this new iteration, this, this post empire iteration of R2-D2. Have you noticed that when he doesn't want to be bothered by people, he just shuts down. It's very funny. It's like a good he, bit. he was yelled at by 3PO and Han Solo for so many years that now when like I've. I've done the thing that I was asked to do. He just shuts down. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, it definitely feels like in now that we've seen enough of him, that's all he was doing in that new trilogy is he could have told them where Luke was. He just didn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> no, 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 like I'm doing what I was told. I'm like, I 
this is my assignment. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, d- I'm going to bed. Uh, yep. No. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I love that. I love that Jennifer Beals was in this show. Yeah. I, um, I like, you know, rest in peace, Jennifer Beals character. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. But that, that was great. And look, man, look. When there's, when there's basically a, um, a droid deca, a giant droid deca, a, a, a giant battle droid that has a force field around it. And what's fighting it is a Mandalorian ri- riding a Rancor. You're not doing that wrong. There's yeah. no way to do that wrong. Yeah. I thought that was metal as shit. Yeah. So let me like, just to, to be clear. Uh, about my stance there there was a lot in the middle that i felt like was kind of a drag watching this show i don't regret watching the show i enjoyed it i thought the last episode delivered like it was it was a good last episode um i yeah i mean you, if you're gonna do a rancor like kaiju battle <laughs> where it's literally that's what, like climbing that's buildings, what i'm saying i yeah. you'd never seen one in the wild you know what i mean you always see them as like big scary lumbering things and they just pick things up and put them in their mouth but this this rancor was getting it it was yeah. getting around town. Also, and did, fuck those droids. Did Danny Trejo just peace out? Like, what happened to him? That was that was his baby. He trained it, and then he was done. Yeah, I. That's look. If you really want my note on the middle of the season, there should have been at least one whole episode where Boba Fett was trying to learn how to ride the Rancor while Danny Trejo laughed at him. That should have existed. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 You're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. But I thought I thought it was great. And look, I've talked a lot of shit about Boba Fett over the years. And I just want to say I 100 percent still mean all of that shit. Yep. But this was a redeeming art. I think, um, you know, Boba Fett's cool now. Boba Fett's cool. You know, it it, whatever, like my my opinion should mean fuck all to basically anyone. But um. I think uh, uh, Tamara Morrison, um, uh, uh, Filoni, Favreau, I think they brought him back. I think now he is the character that everyone has loved for the past 40 years. He has now actually become that. I think that's what's interesting about this, this series is like, I feel like by the end, we got to somewhere interesting where it's like, I do want to see what happens now. Also, if anyone there cares about my thoughts, more stuff for Ming-Na Wen to do, more stuff for Timothy Oliphant to do. Those are my two biggest yeah. notes. Like, give yeah. them both a lot. Yeah, and, look, and look, um, Timothy Oliphant's busy, but I can, I can always watch him. Um, definitely more stuff from Ming-Na Wen. She's been yeah. so great for so long. And look, I, 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 know, I know this is very shallow, but I just got to say it. That woman, the woman's 60. Yeah. She's 60. She is. She looks beautiful. She's fit. And she can like, she can still do all that shit on the screen that she was doing when she was Shun Li. She's fucking great. Yep. No, she, I would watch an entire spinoff series about her character whose name I can't remember. And that's not good, but. Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. Let's do some Fennec Shand. Yeah. Yeah, Fennec Shand. Uh, But yeah, I enjoyed that. Like I said, I mean, it was fine. I enjoyed the show overall, but like. I don't know. It, it felt like it had some. I wish it was more fun in the middle. That's really my thought. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I was. It had its weak. It had its weak spots. There was. There was also some things phoned in. There was also. I don't know, man. 
I can't, I'm not even going to criticize the things like, honestly, look through it through the lens of those two types of Western, like the classic American Western and the spaghetti Western. And I think that's the show you're watching. And in yeah. that way, it, it works. It works across the board. Personal yes. opinion. Uh, yeah. Obviously. And I think they no the, the, like, uh, the last episode really had that feeling of like the Western town that has to defend itself from the like right, onslaught, right, right. you know, uh, like, yep. no, amigos, I, I just, amigos, amigos. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> one, one last thing. And then we can call it here. I do want to give a shout out to Bryce Dallas Howard, like the episode that she directed. That was the first Mandalorian episode where it kind of had yep. that like continuing shot, you know, that like, tra- yes. like. Yep. That that episode was so well directed and so good and uh oh, that, gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. it looked good. I mean, I like Rodriguez. Rodriguez is really good at the western stuff, but I just like that episode stands out to me as just uh beautifully shot. Like the first Mandalorian Absolutely episode. it was. And yeah. whatever, it's so good to see him again. Yep. Yeah, I I think that's it. I think that's the biggest thing is it's just like I I definitely got way more excited when he showed up and I I just, I don't think that's great for the Boba Fett show. (laughs) (laughs) The the Boba Fett show. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, so. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, that reminds me. That reminds me. It's coming up, isn't it? Oh, don't remind me. Of our Mabel Memorial. It's, look, look, I'm just, it's canceled. It's canceled this year. <laughs> <laughs> like literally canceled. It turned. It turned out. It turned out. It was horribly misogynist. Yeah, that's why. It, yes, it's problematic. It, uh, yeah. Oh God. No, we'll figure something out. I don't know what. Don't ask me yet. It's too early. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. But yeah, so check back. We will, we haven't forgotten. We, I, I like the idea. We'll talk about the Marvel shows at some point. I think I like that idea. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Gregory. Yep. And I, I also, maybe next week we'll talk about this, uh, um, Peacemaker show. Cause I'm really enjoying that. So yeah. Yeah. Me too. We want to give out, the, give out that phone number one more time. You always ask me when I don't have it pulled up, but uh, uh, let me pull that that phone number real quick. Sure, you know, like you could you could have the phone number. Uh, I could. I have it written down here somewhere. It's, you're just you're just crinkling a piece of paper. You're not even looking at anything. No, no, I was flipping through my notes. The you are not. Of the mind, dickhead. You are not. You're not flipping through anything. Two one three seven seven zero seven two four one. And remember. Question everything. Shut up and get a lawyer. Boom. Boom.
Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We We have have to to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peak Sloth Network at peaksloth.com. Peaksloth.